there, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Ignite Your Intuition podcast. I'm your host, Steph Demetrius. I'm so excited that you are here to join me on a journey of getting curious about your intuition and to learn how to turn up the volume to the voice of your soul while grounding your spiritual experiences in this beautiful life. This podcast is about giving a voice to your soul so that you can uncover the parts of you that you may not understand yet, but you deeply desire to. I'll be right here on this journey with you as each episode I will bring lessons and practical supportive tools as I share my personal journey with you. Thank you for being here and I'm really excited to share this space with you and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to episode 11 of the Ignite Your Intuition podcast series. So I'm really excited today to bring you my very first Q&A episode. I put out on social media and in my email if anyone had any questions they wanted to ask about intuition, about the world of energy or spirituality. And I got a couple of really beautiful questions. So thank you for those of you who sent in your questions. In this episode, I'm going to answer two questions from one of my beautiful listeners, Bryony. So thank you, Bryony, for sending in your questions. So Bryony's questions were, how do you distinguish random thoughts from intuitive thoughts that need to be acted upon or noticed? And the second question is, and how do you protect your own energy? So I'm going to break it down into three parts. So the first question I'm going to break down into two parts. So part one being, how do you distinguish the difference between random thoughts and intuitive wisdom? And this is hands down the number one question that I get asked about intuition and that comes up in conversation over and over and over again. And for a long time, it was a question that I had. It was such a burning question. I wanted to understand how do I know the difference between my thoughts and my intuition? How do I know where the information in my mind or in my body is coming from. So when we look at distinguishing the difference between random thoughts, I actually shared an experience in episode five, which I will pop the link to that in the show notes. And you can head over and listen to that if you like. And I also have a a, a tool that you can use in the free resources section of my website called Intuition or Ego. And it helps you to distinguish the difference between the two. And when I talk about ego, I see the ego as present in our mind and the ego basically is opposite for want of another way of describing to your intuition. So to distinguish between um, information or wisdom coming in to your mind from your intuition and your ego, when it's coming from your ego, your ego will try to convince you. Your ego will be inconsistent. Your ego will be judgmental. Your ego is based in fear. It's kind of chaotic. It's really a little bit scattered. Um, Your ego is also very attached to outcomes. So it's very much controlling and clings to things needing to be a certain way. Your ego can be sort of continuously in the background as this just noise of um, needing to convince you of certain things, or it could be very much in the foreground, depending on what you're experiencing at that time. Now, when we compare that to intuition, for me, your intuition comes from a place of love. It is consistent as well. So if you are receiving some intuitive wisdom and you're asking, okay, intuition, show me again, it will show you the same image. It will repeat the same words. It will 
It will give you the same feeling and sensation over and over and over again. It will be very, very consistent. It also has a feeling of peace as well. It's very accepting. Your, your intuition is, is very just accepting of this present moment being as it is. It doesn't need to label things as good or bad, which is what your ego will try to do, in my experience anyway. Um, your intuition is very surrendered to outcomes too. It's not trying to control things. So it's very much in flow with life. And your intuition, what I find also, will tend to drop in out of nowhere. So you might be thinking about something specific. So you might be, say, sitting down doing your meal planning for the week and writing down all the meals that you're going to have. And then all of a sudden, bam, this intuitive wisdom drops in out of nowhere, which could be absolutely anything, but it tends to be off track from what you were just thinking. So when something drops in off track like that, and then you sit with it and feel it, it will, in your body, it might feel like, it might feel like peace and ease and flow. Sometimes your ego may react to it because it is quite different. So sometimes your ego may react and go, ah, oh, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And we'll start to jump in and tell it, tell its own stories. So it can be really nice to be aware as well of the ego trying to kind of block out the, in, the intuitive wisdom that's dropping through because often purely to the fact that often your intuition will drop in and it will be a totally different train of thought or idea to what you were thinking. So you can head on over to the free resources section of my website and have a look at the intuition or ego chart. It's a really simple flow chart to help you understand where the information is coming from that's in your mind that is either a random thought possibly from your ego um, or whether it is intuitive wisdom dropping in. And the other thing that I wanted to mention too was creating some space to get really clear on how you sense intuition because we can sense it in so many different ways. So for me personally, I sense my intuition through images in my third eye and in my mind. I also feel things as well. So it might be a gut feeling. It might be a whole body feeling like goosebumps and tingling. It might be a, like a, an energy flow through my body. Sometimes also I will have words or information just drop into my mind. Like I call them downloads. So there are so many different ways um, that you can sense your intuition. So if you can create a little bit of space to start to get clear on how you sense your intuition, that can be really helpful as well. So I also have an episode on creating space, which I'm actually going to create a series of a little bit further down the track. But episode four, you can go back and have a look, have a listen to that. That will um, give you a few different ideas on how to create space in the ways in which we exist, which I call the four arenas. So in the mental arena, the physical arena, the emotional and the energetic. When you create space in those areas, your intuition will get louder because there's more space for it to come in. So say if we're looking at the mental arena, if you are just constantly thinking all day long, you're, you're, that stream of thought is constant, there's not much space for your intuition to drop in. So it can be a bit more, um, a bit harder to understand oh, what is my intuition and what's just my thoughts. Whereas if you can start maybe like a meditation practice, maybe for you doing exercise creates mental clarity. So figure out what works for you to create space in that mental arena and then all of a sudden you might start to find, oh my gosh, my intuition's getting a little bit louder and louder. And I find for me personally, if I'm struggling to hear my intuition on a certain question that I'm asking, I'm struggling to receive the answer. If I create space, my intuition just gets so loud so quickly. 
And for me personally, doing exercise is a great one for me. If I go for a bike ride or I move my body, I shift stagnant energy and all of a sudden my mind becomes clear. I become very present and in the moment. Doing meditation, I find, really helps me as well. I use Son Essence and I'll pop a link to her incredible Meditones meditations in. Just the other day, I um, I was really frustrated with this situation that was happening in my life and I just really just over it and I just went right I'm gonna go meditate because I'm just so in my head with this at the moment trying to figure out the answer so I went and did a meditation and I lay down and I put my headphones on and just for like half an hour did a meditation and I was actually kind of hoping I would go to sleep because I was very tired too and that that mix isn't great trying to figure something out and being really tired we tend to just go round and round I know I do anyway go round and round and round in my head so anyway I lay down and did this meditation and it was like my intuition and my soul was like this little angel on my shoulder and she was talking to me. That's how clear my intuition was. So for me, that was just beautiful to go and lie down and just surrender the need to know the answer and let it come up from my intuition, let it surface. So that was another beautiful practice that I love to do as well is the sauna sense meditations. But yeah, start to figure out for you what ways you... Um, that really work for you to create space. So you might even start to write a list and then you could muscle test and find out, okay, for my highest good right now, it's, it's best for me to create space in my mental arena, my emotional, my physical, my energetic. And then you can go and ask another question of how do I best do that for me right now? And if you go back to episode three, you can learn how to muscle test and how to get an answer through your body so that you don't have to be sort of trying to hear it drop in so much and that also is another amazing tool that can help you with your intuition which brings me to my third point is um and part two of that first question so we're now we're looking at how do we know when intuitive wisdom needs to be acted upon or noticed so a really beautiful way for this is actually to ask your body. So set your body up kind of like a pendulum so you get like a forwards or backwards movement. And if you head into episode three, I also have a video series on these two in the free resources section of my website, which I will link to in the show notes. But you can set your body up and you can ask questions and you can ask, is this my mind and get a yes or no? Is this my intuition and get a yes or no? And that's a really beautiful way when you're first starting to kind of figure out what's intuition, what is just a thought. That's a beautiful way to get some really um, tangible clarity because you can feel it in your body. So if you're starting to still getting confused in your head as to what is intuition and what's mind or ego, bringing it into your body and using this beautiful embodiment tool will help to really give you that clarity. And what I often find too, which has been my personal experience and and many people who I've taught this to, is that you will start to use this embodiment tool for everything. You might be standing at a supermarket and going, okay, which chocolate should I choose? Which fruit should I choose for my highest good? Which meal should I cook for my family tonight for our highest good? Which, you know, what clothes do I need to wear today? You can use it for literally anything. They're just a few random examples. But what you'll find is that you might start to use it for everything. You're constantly starting to ask that embodiment practice for the answer. But then what will happen is you will get more and more confident with trusting and hearing your intuition that eventually you won't use it as much and you'll just start to naturally trust your intuition. So go and have a play with that tool if you haven't already, because it's a really powerful one. It was one of the tools for me that really I didn't realize at the time that it was showing me 
how to trust my intuition. But over time, I realized, oh my gosh, this is just the gateway to my intuition, which is so beautiful and so exciting. So go and have a play with that if you haven't already. And yeah, the last, um, the last tool that I wanted to share with you to help you figure out whether intuitive wisdom needs to be acted upon is in episode six, I shared with you um, this practice of actioning or allowing and figuring out, okay, now I've had this information drop in, do I need to do anything with it? Or did I just need to know that and I can just let it go? And this is actually the fourth step in my personal intuitive practice, which I share with you from episodes two to six. And this step for me originally started off as actioning. It was like, okay, I received the intuitive wisdom drop in. Now I'm going to place action on it. I'm going to tell that person what just dropped in, maybe in a healing session, or it might be a friend, or I am going to take action and do that thing that just dropped in. I'm going to start the podcast series. Oh, okay. The information's dropped in. This is my business name. I'm going to take action by going and getting a domain or registering that business name or it could be anything. So initially I was really caught up in needing to take action on things. Then I had a few experiences where I realized, hang on a second, I don't always need to take action. Sometimes when this wisdom drops in, it's just for me to know and just for me to sit with. Or it might be that I actually need to let something go and not take any action. So... That can be a really nice thing to understand that that for me has really personally helped my intuitive journey is that sometimes when wisdom drops in, it's not always that we need to take action on it. Sometimes it's actually that we need to let go or we need to surrender something or we need to just allow something to take place. Maybe we need to allow the timing of something to unfold. Maybe something is happening in our life or this is a perfect example for me. I will receive some information on something that I really want to create and that drops in. So say that I want to, uh, my book, for example, that's a really good, good example. So two years ago, I wrote my book proposal and I was like, yeah, okay, this was dropping in for me intuitively, write your book proposal and put it out there and see what happens. And, and nothing happened initially. And I was like, oh, okay. I really felt like I was meant to write this book right now. I've got the book proposal all done. And I was trying to force it. I was getting really frustrated with the process. I really wanted my book to be out there. I had so much fun. And there was so much healing in writing the book proposal. I was like, yep, ready to get it out there. But the timing just wasn't right. And so I tuned into my intuition and I just got, you need to allow, you need to let it go right now. And, and for me, writing that book proposal has been very helpful because coming up with this podcast series, it's given me lots of different topics to talk about from the book proposal, which has been really beautiful to be able to share those in this way with you at the moment until my book gets finished. And even right now, sometimes I will look at my, you know, look at my file of my book that I'm writing and I'll just be like, oh, I really want it to be out there now. But then this, I get this little nudge from my intuition, just saying, trust in the timing It's not meant to be out there right now. The timing will be perfect when it needs to come out. It will come out and things will flow and happen and manifest in that perfect moment. So that just gives me this this nice space in which to relax and that wisdom of knowing that I need to just surrender it at the moment and trust in the timing of when it needs to come out. Yeah, so that's just a little example for me of actioning or allowing. And coming up to question two from Bryony, which was how do you protect your own energy? So I've broken this into three parts. Number one is setting boundaries. And this has been one of my lifelong lessons that I'm still learning now (laughs) is setting boundaries. And I'm actually writing um, a mini series for 
this podcast series that I'm going to share with you down the track on boundaries because I feel like it's such a big topic. It's such an important topic, especially if you are an empath, if you're a highly sensitive person, if you're an intuitive person and you may be very open to feeling everyone else's stuff or to just knowing information about other people, it's really important to set boundaries to look after yourself. So loving boundaries is the number one way that I protect my energy. And like, I'm going to be real and honest and say that I don't always set those boundaries. Sometimes I forget to set them and then I become energetically overwhelmed. And then it might take me a few days to recover from that and to realize what's happened. But now instead of beating myself up for not having set a boundary, I see that as a lesson. I go, oh, okay. There was a hole in my energetic boundaries here. Now I know what it is. And now I know moving forward how I can, you know, set a boundary so that that doesn't happen again because it's always a lesson and we're always on this journey and if we can have compassion towards ourselves rather than berate ourselves um, it's a really nice way of learning that lesson and then putting you know some action steps into place for the future so boundaries definitely number one Um, within the boundaries too I have a couple little practices that I do so I have one practice which is using a crystal and I use black tourmaline because that's a beautiful one for creating energetic boundaries So often I will have a little black tourmaline, a little tumbled stone. I will either put in my bra or in my sock or in my pocket, especially when I'm doing any energy work with other people. I'll always have that on me to protect my own energy because one of the ways I am intuitive is by feeling. So when I'm doing a session with someone, often I will feel in my physical body what they are feeling. So I use the black tourmaline crystal to be able to still sense that person's um, energy and to know what I need to know about them to support them, but then to help me let it go so that I'm not carrying around their energy afterwards. I also use a couple of essential oils. So I use tea tree on guard and an oil yarrow palm. Those three are amazing for helping set boundaries, helping to protect your energy as well on all different levels, which I really love those. Um, And I also have a little prayer that I say at the end of the day or after I've been doing energy work with people. And this, I feel this on such a visceral level when I practice this prayer, it's quite amazing. I'll often, so an example for when I would use this would be, say I've been um, at the clinic and I've been doing client sessions all day. I will get home. I will, the first thing I will do before I even, you know, go and say goodnight to the kids, I'll jump in the shower because I feel like that's a really nice way to cleanse my energy. And I will say pretty much the same prayer all the time. I'll say, thank you universe for handing back any energy that is not mine to its rightful owner because I love myself enough to let it go and I trust that they know what to do with it. So that's what I will say and I've said it, I don't know how many thousands of times. And as I'm standing there in the shower saying this prayer, I can, you know, if I'm really present with myself, I can actually feel the layers of energy removing from me and leaving me. And I just imagine that they're they're going out the window just for a bit of a visual. Um, But I can feel it like from an energetic level, I can feel the things that aren't mine leaving me. And it's, yeah, it's quite amazing. That visceral feeling that came after a while of practicing this prayer. And I just wanted to share two, two things about that prayer. Two things that I say within that. Uh, one of them is that I love myself enough to let it go. That's me saying to the universe, I honor my energy and my space. And as much as I love helping other people, I love myself enough to let that stuff go because it's not mine. And the other thing that I say just at the end there is that I trust that they know what to do with it because that helps me let go. If I'm, um, I am someone who's a very empathetic person and who really loves helping other people and supporting other people on their journey. 
So sometimes that can mean that I can take responsibility for their stuff more than they do. So when I say I trust that they know what to do with this energy when I'm handing it back, that's my way of saying I've loved helping them, but I know that they're on their own journey and that maybe this suffering or this energy that they're going through at the moment is going to teach them a lesson. And I trust that at the perfect time, they will know what to do with this energy and that they will learn that lesson. So that's a really beautiful prayer that I use all the time. Um, so the second thing that I do to, apart from boundaries, to protect my own energy is I learn how to read my energy. So learn how to know when I am holding on to someone else's energy. So something that I call my energy blueprint. So because our energy is consistently changing in response to the four arenas, essentially, it's our energy is consistently changing into response to uh, our environment. So the people that we are around, the places that we are at, also our mental arena as well. So our mental arena affects us. The thoughts that we're, ha- that we're having change our energy and our energy blueprint, our physical body. So if we've been exercising or not, the different foods that we're eating will also affect our energy blueprint and emotionally as well. What's going on for us emotionally? Are we holding on and repressing emotions? Or are we feeling them and letting them go and releasing them? Are we feeling other people's emotions? Are we, you know, in that empathetic state where we're, you know, pulling in other people's feelings and not letting them go? That will also change your energy blueprint. Um, so that's something that I've learned to work with myself and I teach my clients as well. And it's something that... Um, Yeah, that can take a little bit of time. So the energy blueprint, one of the ways that you can sense the energy blueprint is through your body. And, you know, it comes back to really using your body as a tool. So starting to take note of how your body feels in certain situations. So we all know what that kind of gut response is. So maybe you meet someone you don't feel aligned with. You get that gut knowing of, I just don't feel it with them. Or maybe on the other flip side of that coin is you meet someone and you feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've known this person forever. And that's like, that's your soul recognizing this person and you feel it in your body as this nice ease and flow and, and this kind of love, this internal love. So starting to understand how your body responds in different situations can show you what your energy blueprint is. And once you understand your energy blueprint, then you can figure out what to do with that information. So just say you're feeling uncomfortable around someone you've met that might lead you to go okay i need to set a boundary in place i need to shut down this conversation finish it i need to leave or maybe you're at a party and you're feeling you've had a really nice time but all of a sudden you're feeling very energetically overwhelmed you all of a sudden feel like you've hit a wall you're feeling really tired that for you is you know is a cue to wrap it up and to go home and go hop into bed and go do some energetically healing practices for you so starting to really understand your energy blueprint and feel into your body once again this is going to be something that i'm going to um, record an episode on because i feel like it does need a bit more time and there's more i want to share with you about this but just you know a really nice way to start is by feeling into your body in different scenarios how you feel what does your body feel like and what is your body telling you by those different sensations And then number three, we've protected my energy. So we've got boundaries is number one. Number two is learning to read your energy and understanding your energy blueprint. Number three is learning how to clear your energy or heal your energy. And this comes down to rituals, which is actually going to be episode 12, the next episode that's coming along. And there's so many different ways. And once again, this is going to be an episode and probably a mini series as well. Um, Clearing your energy, you can do in so many different ways. So 
you might need to just sit and feel your emotions. You might want to, if you've done a Reiki course, you might want to do self-Reiki on yourself regularly. You might want to go and get a healing session regularly. You might want to use a crystal. I use selenite crystal. If ever I'm feeling really exhausted, overwhelmed, really tired, a bit kind of my vibration's a bit shaky and I'm just feeling a bit off, I'll go and meditate and put a selenite crystal, a nice big long one on my chest. And I feel like for me that plugs me in, it recharges me, it helps me clear my energy. Um, meditation is another beautiful way to clear your energy. You might want to do a chakra cleanse. You might want to use essential oils. You might want to use movement or exercise or some yoga as an energy, sorry, as a ritual to clear your energy. So just starting to understand the best ways that work for you. You might want to go have a nap. You might want to go have some alone time. You might want to have some time in nature. So starting to even tune into, okay, when do I feel when do I feel like I'm really centering and coming back to the truth of me? That can be a really nice way to figure out the things that work for you. And you might even want to start writing a list somewhere in your journal, um, in your phone. You might want to open up a little file and start to write down a list of different practices and rituals that you know help to clear your energy. Um, yeah, so that's all I wanted to share with you today. We've been through a lot in this episode. So feel free to take some notes and feel free to ask me any more questions. So I hope that that's, that's helped you gain a bit of understanding if you have been wanting to, number one, start to understand a bit more about how to distinguish the difference between your random thoughts and your intuitive wisdom. And then number two, if you need to actually place action on those or allow or what to do with that information. And then number three, how to protect your energy as well. I hope that's given you a few different ideas on learning how to protect your energy. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for episode 12 coming up next week, which is all about creating rituals using your intuition. Have a lovely week and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Ignite Your Intuition podcast. I look forward to continuing our journeys together next episode. And remember to email me at info at if you have any questions about intuition that you would like answered or any topics you would like to hear more on. And if you're enjoying this podcast, feel free to share it with a friend and I would absolutely love it and I'd be so grateful if you feel called to write a five-star review on iTunes which allows more beautiful souls to find this podcast series. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next time.